Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So in other news, Trump's approval rating is going freaking up. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have a meltdown. Even after even after even after all of the job losses, even after they're they're trying to put more draconian um more draconian measures in place to make the the, the per state lockdowns last even longer. Even after blaming him, basically blaming him for the virus, after all of that, even after reporters and, um, you know, you have blackouts like on CNN and MSNBC of the coronavirus updates and press conferences, (laughs) even after all of that, his approval rating is going up. What the hell? (laughs) Well, you know... It's one thing when you you may not like him personally or certain things that he does personally, but he has managed this situation in a way that no one ever has before, even attempted to, cared to. He saw this as a serious issue. But within reason, like a reasonably in reason and then the media took it on this wild frenzy roller coaster so then he had to really step up showing okay here are my experts here are the scientists here's like full transparency of what is happening on a day-to-day here are the people in charge this is what we're doing. I mean, who the hell has ever had press conferences every day for two hours at a clip? Mm-hmm. Two hours at a time, this man yep. is telling you over and over and over. Yep. So his messaging, you might not appreciate it. You might not like it. He has to say it in 10 different ways to these reporters because they always try to angle it to whatever they want to write their story about. Um the people see it people watch it not everybody's watching cnn anyway so you change to you don't even need to go on tv to watch it it's on youtube live they're streaming live every single day so people are aware in a way that they never have been before kind of bypassing the media so you get the true support like you might not like him, but at least you understand what's happening. 
and people can respect someone who is a good manager, even if they hate them, you know, yeah. the methods yeah. and the results, it, it speaks louder than the personality. Yeah. No politician could have done what this guy has done in the last um, couple of months, not any mere politician. It would have had to have been someone with some type of business acumen. Exactly. Uh, this guy, you know, you 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 know, real estate developers, they understand um, logistics, they understand bulk buying, um, they understand how to mobilize resources exactly. uh, with a limit limit amount of time. Uh, so I'm not surprised at the results in terms of the turnaround. What are what are they going to do when the economy bounces back this summer? If 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 if, if you know Mnuchin is going out there and he's saying. Mnuchin is saying that, you know, it's possible that we could be open for business back in May. These guys are going to have a baby if the economy bounces back. No, they're going to say it's the Obama changes that they had to implement. (laughs) It took, (laughs) it's the lag time. Finally, Obama's policies are kicking in. in. Okay. All right. All right. Thank God we had him, not this idiot. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, that is crazy. The Obama. I will remind you that uh, Obama did this, this, that, and the other, and that's what is happening now. Now we just see the result. How many t- How many years did they use that? The first two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they did well when Bush. You know, when Obama was in office, they they yelled Bush for like what four? They blamed Bush for like five years. Everything. Everything. Everything <laughs> everything. Well, he inherited this mess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He inherited the Bush mess. Yo, so I, I was so I'm you know, you watch these things and I forget who the guy is that was talking about eighteen months of a cur- of having this kind of um curfew in place and this social distancing happening up to eighteen months. I think it was somebody who worked for Bloomberg. I want no, to say no, 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 oh, no. It was, it was Ezekiel Emanuel, Rahm Emanuel's brother. Yes, yes, the Emanuels. And, and you know what? We gonna put that clip. We gonna play that clip. It was Ezekiel Emanuel talking about. I'm gonna post a clip on the website. Eighteen months. This dude. And he's totally, it's totally, that. that's a political answer. Listen, that's not a medical him answer. and Fauci, it's like, give me a break. Get, I need, why are we listening to these people's opinions at this point? Like, it, let me tell you something about reality, okay? This is going to be reality talk. People aren't really social distancing at this point right now. Mm-hmm. Some people, you, you know, in the cities or whatever, some people are super scared and they're in their apartment and they are not leaving their apartment. Like when we had the Russians, the the threat of nuclear war and the mm-hmm. atomic bombs and people built bunkers and they went underground and stuff like that. Okay, you got that element of people, okay? You got the preppers who are like eating through their stash and shit. They're not even trusting going to the supermarket because the yeah. flu is gonna get them, fine. You have that group of people. But the most, for the most part, People are f- trying to figure out what to do, where to go. The The streets are packed. Home mm-hmm. Depot's packed. Mm-hmm. Walmart's packed. 
I mean, mm-hmm. Costco. People are keeping distance from each other, but you're still out. It's not normal as mm-hmm. a human being. Yeah. Like, it's not normal to be distanced from another person. It's not. When you mm-hmm. talk, you come in close to have a personal conversation. You, you know, hover around each other. You know, people who are close talkers, they're dying right now. Close talkers mm-hmm. cannot survive this fucking six foot wall that you put between us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> six foot imaginary line. I mean, it's so as much as people say they're social distancing and like to maybe they social distance from certain people they don't really want to be around anyways. It's not in practice. It's not happening the way that it actually should. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you think that 18 months, people are going to be doing this for even 30 more days. By the end of this month, everybody's going to be back to playing with each other, going to each other's houses. We're just not going to post pictures online. That's all. We're going to keep away from the COVID Karens who will talk shit. And we're going to be like, underground railroading our fucking social lives (laughs) that's what it's gonna be yo i'm gonna take the backwoods and meet you in your backyard don't tell nobody i'm coming over (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think um yeah i definitely don't see us going through the summer with this dude what we gonna do fourth of july what you think I'm not gonna put you think i'm not gonna have fireworks and stuff come on yep you think I'm not going to be making marshmallows and all that on my fire pit and my brand new backyard that I'm creating? Shit. Yeah. We got to we got to open up by by May, early May. You know, I was talking to some I was talking to a group of small business owners and this was before even the pandemic was, you know, kind of in sight. You know, things were already tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things were already tight for them. Um, not only because of, you know, the economy was growing and whatnot, they were getting more, um, you know, getting more revenues in, but, you know, their expenses were going up, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, we had the trade war and some small yeah. businesses had to endure that. And so we cannot keep this economy closed. I don't think past May. Or we're gonna lose a lot of our small businesses, even with some of this bailout stuff, even with some of the bailout funds and activities. Uh, these guys got to get back into motion. Um, you know, they're probably de- even with the bailout money, they're depleting some of their savings. Of course, I, I would imagine. So, you know, then they have their own personal bills and stress. You know, small business owners they pay themselves last. They, yeah. they pay oh, their employees. I know. I know. <laughs> they pay themselves last. They gotta pay their expenses. They gotta pay their employees. They yeah. Pay their bills. Their taxes. But let me tell you something. For all these people, going a, a little tangent rant right now. There's a lot of people who are out of work. Right. You're a nine to fiver and you're out of work, and it yep. sucks. It totally sucks. But they have the nerve to be complaining about people who don't work, who who are also going to be getting bailout money, right? Mm -hmm. They're also Mm going to be. But let me tell you something about how the money rolls around, okay? When you're a small business owner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You don't get unemployment checks if you get... You don't get fired and laid off. You don't get... Social security stuff. You don't get um, health insurance and everything covered. You got to pay out of your pocket for every single thing that you want. So while you're complaining about whatever, you know, welfare recipient is getting an additional amount of money, I, as a small business person, pay more taxes than someone who's going to a nine to five job, yet Mm -hmm. I don't get the bailout. Yeah. Now, now perhaps I can, but in all these years I've been working for myself, I wasn't privy to any bailout money and any unemployment money, even though I spent years and years paying into the system of it. Yeah. Where's my coverage for all that time that I put in? You know what I'm saying? So like people are so short sighted to their own personal issues that they really have no concept of how money works, how businesses work. So it's hard for them to imagine that a business owner that you think your business owner is a millionaire and the reality is they take money less, just like you said. Where they have to take care of you and you get subsidized by the government, we don't get subsidized by anything. This is like the first unprecedented um, subsidies that they're coming up with, if we even get it, because who the hell knows when it's actually going to be in practice. They talk about it. You know? This is why I'm not a Democrat. (laughs) And and will never will be. Because they demonize business owners like... Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of billionaires or millionaires that just sit on cash. And yeah, a lot of small business owners are just making it. Yeah. You, know, you make $50,000, $60,000, yep. you know, but you support, but let's say you bring in a half a million dollars, right? Yep. Half of that goes to taxes. Then you got your expenses as another 20, 30%. Then you got your overhead. That's another 20%. By the time you finish paying everybody off, you may be coming home with $60,000 a year. Yeah. Owning a very, uh, um, you know, small size business. Yep. So what the hell? (laughs) I know some small business owners that are in that 50, $60,000 range. I know some small business. I know some small business owners. Depends on the type of business that you do. Um, that are making three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. So yeah, exactly. I know. I know people from all ranges, and it just you know it really just it really just depends on you know what your hustle is and your clientele. It's and, also all relative because if you're making the three hundred thousand, you're probably li- living in a more expensive home, have more um, monthly expenses. So at the end of the day, the amount of money you have to use is less, even though you might be living in a nicer house and nicer things. Everything is more money, more money, more money. Everything costs more money when you got more money. Yeah. Well, I know one of my one of my buddies. He's, uh, one of my buddies, he's a CPA, and uh, he owns, uh, he has his own practice, and he actually bought someone else's practice too. So he bought that book of clientele. So he's 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 making some serious money, 
And um, he's like, man, I'll never work for anybody else, you know, like happy. And he, he's part of the crowd that's in that upper tier range, you know. And the thing is, we sat down and we, I remember us having a conversation. And he said, man, you know, people don't realize, you know, us small business owners, you know, we got to pay out a lot, you know. Yeah, it's you almost know? half. It's almost pay. half. And he hired three employees. And he said, you know, when you hire employees, man, you got to pay. Even more gotta, money. You got to pay the payroll tax just to get them on your payroll. Yep. You know, you got to pay, you know, social security taxes and all that on their behalf. Like, yep. there's just <laughs> insurance, you know, they got to have health care. So yep. I just hate what, you know, the demonization of the small business and because they don't know how it works. They just don't understand how it works. It really has to do with a, you know, lack of information and education on how money actually works. Because if they listen to what people are saying and how these programs are going to come together, they'll see how the money is actually revolving around and how banks are involved and how everything is working. But most people don't pay attention. They're just concerned with what they get every week from work. And that's it. You know, they go about their lives very easy. So, yeah. So, Kat, now here's one of my things. A lot of these, you know, you got a lot of business owners. They're freaking liberals. So <laughs> what's the disconnect, man? What is the disconnect? Well, they love the loopholes. You do get a lot of loopholes depending on who you know, who you support, what your area is. Look, even even Trump was a Democrat while he was working in New York, you had to be involved in all both both sides so that you could get permits pushed through so that you could get the licensing that you need for certain things. So your business could operate. You have to play both sides. You want as much subsidies as you can and paying out as little as you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all about maximizing the profits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. True. Very true. What do you think is going to happen with all of this debt? Because... You know, we, we talked about, we touched on it a few podcasts ago that they were passing this $2 trillion package. You know, I, me, I'm worried about inflation. I'm worried about, you know, the devaluing of the dollar. At some point, you got to rein in some of the spending, man. You got to look at it globally, though. When you talk about devaluing the dollar... Mm -hmm. It's devalued in comparison to another currency, right? Mm, yeah, true. So if everybody's currency and everybody's economy is shut down, then we're all at a stalemate. Yeah, that's very true. Nobody is advancing right now. Mm -hmm. We're all still stuck in the same boat. So let's say you add another two, three trillion dollars to the debt. What difference does it make? Mm. everybody's got trillions and trillions of dollars added to their debt. Well, you could say, I mean, you know, they said that in Zimbabwe and, and Greece, you look at how Greece collapsed and, you know, Italy, I know they're struggling with their debt. So, you know, but what we makes... all, yeah. What's, what's going to happen? 
Are you going to implode? Are people going to stop getting services? Like what's actually going to be the disruption to add to printing more money mm. at this point? Mm. Supposedly, we have a national debt. I still, even in the, dude, in the 90s, I was asking, who are we indebted to? We supposedly have a debt and the interest on the debt is what we're paying more of. Who are we paying this to? Who are the people getting our money, interest payments on debt? Who? Federal Reserve. Exactly. They're an invented group. They're not even they're not even a government group. Like they're invented. So you have this group of people who are in control of printing money who then siphon away as much as they want when they want and call it debt and have it they're like is it, I mean it's nonsense. There's a catch-22, though. So if we didn't have a Federal Reserve system, you know, it would be up to the government, you know, which the federal, I'm saying the executive and the legislative branches uh, to establish, I guess, some type of board commission or bureaucracy that would regulate interest rates and so forth. So they would they would be in charge of that. If we didn't have a Federal Reserve Bank now, um, if we didn't even What happened that, before that? If we did well, if we didn't have that, we just had the banks. So the interest rate was determined by each bank. And, you know, if you had a universal interest rate, if you pulled all the interest rates together, you know, the market basically just determined what the rates were before we ever had a Federal Reserve. So exactly. Isn't that isn't that more accurate? It's actually more it's it, it actually fits in line with what this of where the system should be. The only the only thing about the Federal Reserve that I can say is that if we didn't have a Federal Reserve system and if we didn't have that entity that was kind of tracking the business cycle then we would have recessions probably more frequently. So we would have But those are corrections in the system. That's right? true. When you have something that's um overinflated and it's it's not the right value, then you have to pull back mm -hmm. to make the adjustment. So you would have less of these catastrophic busts and less huge booms because it would constantly be adjusting itself. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. You have more, less risk too. You know, well, just think about, just think about, you know, we have this fiat currency system, you know, people take a lot of risks in this type of environment. So you would have less risk that put, you know, think about the housing crisis, you know, during it, towards the end of the Bush term, right? A lot of people took a lot. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On a risk, you would have less people taking those types of big risks that put the, the actual whole system in jeopardy. So... Um, well, a lot of that was interference from the stupid politicians. Yep. Um, trying again to right the wrongs, to um try to fix institutional racism and inequalities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they put bad practices into place and forced banks to basically issue loans to people that they knew could not would not be able to pay and then also put in put in like variable interest rates that will fluctuate in 10 years after you've already got the home adjusted to your payments maybe things are going well 10 years boom there goes your house i mean it's like a trick it's like a trap hey this is we'll give you free money you could be a homeowner but in the fine print, in 10 years, you won't be able to afford this shit. And we're going to take it back once the uh, once the uh, area gets habilitated. Then we'll move. We'll gentrify your neighborhood because the only mm-hmm. people who will be able to afford it are people who don't currently live in their neighborhood. Like, are you kidding me? Talk mm-hmm. about a trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Bush, at the end, he got blamed for all of it when <laughs> when he well, racked, then when he when, left, didn't he issue the tarp? Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on, <laughs> yeah. qualitative easing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> like, how many years of printing extra money, printing extra money, printing extra money? It, they printing it out of thin air. It has no value. They're not putting that against anything. There's nothing different between the American dollar and a counterfeit dollar. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're worth about the same. Wow. That's true. So quick question. While we're talking about we're talking about the economy. We're talking about the Federal Reserve. And we touched on the dollar. Want to get your thought on something? <laughs> Want to get your thought on something? Do you think companies, when you look at, you know, this whole crisis, because we have two crises here: the coronavirus crisis and the economic crisis. Are companies having second thoughts, making, you know, making things in China? Do you think you would have? Do you think there will be? companies that will because of this crisis and because of the way that um the chinese communist regime has reacted do you think they'll move some of their operations back overseas back from overseas home like repatriate some of that stuff i 
think some of the bigger companies will because mm -hmm. having they have enough capital and they have uh, the ability to actually lobby certain locations because you got to remember like let's say in Pennsylvania there was a ton of factories that are all closed because of different EPA regulations because whatever they were making might have had some toxic you know chemical waste or something like that so they had no way of disposing of these things and it became too expensive to process like recycling is here like the the amount of money it costs to actually abide by you know the EPA regulations is too much for them to make it cost effective so those things have to change the red tape around a manufacturing plant to actually produce something has to change in order for those companies to come back because obviously China doesn't pay their people anything. So you can get products made with a whole, like a hundred Chinese people working on your product and you pay them like a thousand dollars for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of units. How is it that they're paying the people to produce that product? They can't possibly do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the U.S., it would probably cost you $100,000 because you have to pay people a minimum wage. You have to give them breaks. Then they have, you know, like so much has to go into the molds and the, and the whole entire process where in China, they don't have any of those rules, those labor laws. They don't care. Mm -hmm. Well, government just stuff. Governments have made it so expensive to do business here on, yeah, the, state, yeah. on the state and federal level. People think, you know... People think that up, you know, up and overnight that, you know, corporate America decided that they wanted to do outsourcing. And yes, I do blame the trade deals that have been put into place by politicians for the last 20 years or so. That's part of the blame. But part of it is them making it more, more expensive mm -hmm. uh, for companies to do business, even small businesses um, that are here locally. Um uh, you know, get things from overseas or they outsource certain services. So, you know, it's really just the withering down of, um, you know, the middle class. And well, our, our country and our economy became global a long time ago. It didn't yep. just start, mm -hmm. you know, manufacturing in China has been there for the longest time. It was just so piss poor that you wouldn't want to buy anything for real. Like unless yeah. it was throwaway items, you wouldn't get anything for real. We know that they make flooring and walls and all all types of construction products with asbestos in it and with lead, high um, levels of lead, high levels of polyurethane gases that come up after you lay a carp, uh, you know, a cheap rug down in mm -hmm. your in your space. So we know that they don't abide by certain chemical restrictions and things like that. They will sell you anything. If you're willing to pay for it, they will sell it to you, mm -hmm. which is the problem because they make a lot of drugs too. Mm -hmm. that are, there are pharmaceuticals. They make things, household goods. They make all kinds of stuff that we consume because it's cheap and then we get sick off of all of the time. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a lot more involved than just asking a company to come back to the United States. Well, I'm part of the tax reform and that, and that's that's why I supported the tax reform. It made repatriation um, 
of assets easier, especially financial assets. So companies were free. That's why, you know, during, you know, the first couple of years, you know, during the first, you know, I would say year after they passed tax reform, you saw a lot of companies, if you were really looking at the um, indexes, there are a lot of companies repatriating dollars, mm-hmm. um, reallocating R&D money to the U.S. versus doing that R&D overseas, um, right. bringing, bringing cash assets back. So that's a part of it. The second part of the thread that the Trump administration got right was the deregulation agenda. And so yes. them deregulating, you know, they I mean, they they erase so many regulations. I think they pretty much erased the entire second term of Obama regulation. Yes. Yes. They, and so that you had the tax reform coupled with the deregulation agenda. Um, that's why the economy took off. You know, it wasn't the Obama policies. It was the fact <laughs> that Trump went Trump came in, they passed tax reform and then his deregulation agenda and he was kind of living off of that even with you know he had a slow congress under the republicans and the democrats so he was kind of li- living off of the tax reform and the deregulation agenda so yeah and that's what needs to happen across the board and and a lot of things that's why um right now things are moving a lot faster with the test kits and all that because he had to go and talk to the FDA and be like, look, this is the stuff we need today. These yeah. are the things we need right now. We can't yeah. go through your 16 levels of testing, write this permit, mail it in, have somebody stamp it and sign it. Like we need stuff happening today. So now I think <laughs> this situation has brought into light um, how medicines how testing, how vaccines, how the whole system works and where the the bottlenecks are in the system, where the red tape is that we need to get rid of, how to streamline the process, why it costs so much money. Like now you could actually focus on this because it's in the it's in everybody's face right now. There's so many different um, ways to modify the healthcare system that would make it better for people from a health perspective, mm-hmm. better for doctors to treat their own patients, which is why I do appreciate that he's not, he's allowing state by state, doctor by doctor to kind of see what they want to do with regard to uh, disseminating a vaccine or trying yeah. something or giving prescriptions rather than saying, oh yeah, this is what we should do across the board. Cause you don't freaking know what's happening in every city, every city, every, yep. you know, situation. Yep. Yep. That's why I, you know, that's why I don't understand the, you know, and, and, you know, Trump ca- came out there a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, pushing the hydroxychloroquine drug, um, you know, of course, we, you and I talked about this on the show. You mm-hmm. know, some French researchers, you know, they've had a lot of success with it. And there's been a few cases here um, in the United States. Specifically, there was a gentleman in Florida who was like knocking on death's door um, and, until he received the hydroxychloroquine drug. There was actually a dim rep in um, Michigan. Yeah, um, I saw that. And she, you know, she actually, she also didn't feel better. 
Um, she thanked President Trump actually for recommending the drug. She didn't have anything, didn't know anything about it. She sent her husband out to her doctor to get the treatment and she recovered. So the media, they have this ongoing blitz um, to discredit the hydroxychloroquine drug. I, why are they trying to do they not want people to get better? Are they that <laughs> sick? I think that, like I said, like initially, they are so anti-Trump that they do it even at the risk of their own health. Mm-hmm. That's why they didn't want to listen to him. That's why Nancy Pelosi went out when he said, no, we got to cut off everything to China. Wasn't she in San Francisco at Mm -hmm. the Chinese New Year events Mm -hmm. in Chinatown talking about she loves it. It's safe and everything is good out there at their own peril. They will do everything opposite to what Trump says. If he said what he should do. If he really wants to manipulate the situation, what he should do is say the opposite of what he wants people to do. <laughs> true. Be like, do not take this drug. I will not allow anyone to take this drug. And then That's everybody true. on the streets, it, it'll be hot, like $100 for hydroxychloroquine pill. <laughs> like, they'll That's be selling true. it everywhere. <laughs> but because he recommended it, you know. And I, I've told you before, I don't believe in any drugs or vaccines or any of that crap. Mm -hmm. However, however, if you ain't got nothing else and you ain't got nothing to lose, even if it's a placebo effect, Mm -hmm. why not try it? Why not try it? Yeah. You got to give yourself the last shot, the last boost, the last try so that you could get better. Try it. Look, I mean, you, you might die anyways. That's true. I mean, if I had no other option, I would want to try it. Look, of listen course. to this. Listen to this. This is Maxine Waters' treat from a few days ago. Do not listen to 45 when he suggests yeah. untested hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID-19. <laughs> listen to Dr. Fauci. Don't listen to 45 when he he says he will kill the virus or he won't wear a mask or when he calls hospital workers thieves or refuses a national lockdown 45 just can't be trusted this coming <laughs> from le, le, yeah because look at the big picture right this is a black woman knowing the reports on the fact that african americans are the hardest hit communities and Having that been pointed out by Trump and by um, Pence on them wanting to get to the bottom of why there is this kind of disparity that this virus is hitting the black community. Now you have a black leader telling you not to take the drug that other people are saying has helped them turn the the illness around to where they thought they were at death's door. She's advising you basically to commit suicide because she don't trust Trump. That's the message. That's the message. Don't That's trust crazy. Trump. That's you know bad. the drug that might save your life? Don't take it. Trump doesn't know. Don't take it. Hate him so much that you're going to cough a lung up and die because you won't take the drug that's actually coming for free. They're willing to give it to you for free. 
That is absolutely I mean, insane. That's how nutty it is. You got the black representative killing off all the black people who follow her because really that's who her supporters are, right? So mm-hmm. how is that for a message to you? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you're the most susceptible group for whatever reason. Uh, that's just the average day in the uh, Congressional Black Caucus. So you can't listen to that. You can't. She tells. She tells people initially. You see a supporter of Trump. You see one of his cabinet members. You see somebody who working for him out in the streets. Harass them. Get into their face. Okay. You want to tell a bunch of black people who already got problems with the police to go start harassing a bunch of white politicians. Okay, that works. That makes sense for you and your community. That's the dumbest fucking advice I ever heard in life. But they're so so demented on reality. Like their, their perceptions are so warped that this is the advice that this woman is giving her constituents who are already feel like a target of the police. So now you want to go out (laughs) and be physically assaulting and harassing white politicians. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's cuckoo. It makes no sense to me. Totally cuckoo. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I got to... These looking at that because we're talking about following, we're talking about police and adherence to the police. What is going on with some of these draconian measures that these liberal governors and mayors are? It's it's getting crazy out there. It's getting crazy out there in terms of the measure. I mean, it's, I, I, I think. A lot of the lockdown procedures are necessary, but yeah, I just think I, I have to think a part of me is that they're going a little overboard with it, and I think some of these politicians, particularly, I'm thinking of the mayor um, in L.A. and some others. They want to see how far they can go. There's a fine line between putting in the right measures in place, making sure that people are safe and social distancing, social distancing uh, and so forth. But then there's another thing of, okay, let's see how far that we can take this. This is a new toy. I kind of want to play with this for a little while. And I think we're kind of, the lines are blurred a little bit, you know. Um, I think they're blurred a lot of it, but I don't think it's for the reason that they want to see how far they can take it. I think that you have a situation where you have people who are in charge who are not real leaders, who are not real communicators, Mm -hmm. and they don't 100% have the trust of the people that they represent. So when you tell people, stay home, this is for your own good, and you're not able to convince them to do that, and you can see that they're defiant and they're still going out and they're not believing, is because you don't actually have any authority or control over them. So how do you impose that authority? You threaten them with fines. You threaten them with their neighbors ratting them out. You know, you you put in all these other measures 
to impose your will on them instead of trying to have an actual um, relationship with someone who can trust you and be like, yo, so this is for our own good. We need to all pay attention because this is going to be what is saving our lives potentially and getting us out of this quarantine situation faster. Instead, you have them imposing their authority on you by way of the police department. Mm -hmm. So what does that do as a leader? You just put a target on all of your uh, police officers back, basically. Mm -hmm. So now people are not trying to see a cop and be like, oh, hey, whatever. You're trying to not see a cop. <laughs> You're trying to evade all contact with <laughs> sheriff's belief. I mean, that's what you create. So now you're yeah. like sneaking around, skulking around because people don't change their behavior. They they don't they don't stop doing what they want to do. They just stop doing it in front of you. That's true. Cause you know, yes. guess what? <laughs> people look, people I can imagine people are probably getting their hair done, getting their nails done. Hell yeah. Week. You know, I know the I know the. You want your eyebrows done? I'll do some. <laughs> I'll do some microblading on your ass. I got I got masks. <laughs> Strippers are doing house calls. <laughs> All that. The Snapchat, the Snapchat, and the OnlyFans economy is off the chains right Come now. Come on, you hear me? <laughs> but but you're not going to. There's always going to be an underground behavior. People are always going to do whatever they want to do. They just got to figure out how to sneak around so that they don't get in trouble or caught or, you know, or be seen and then harassed by you. So it's like, it's like a kid. I told Chuchi about 15 times she cannot have a lollipop. Do you know she found a chair to another chair to get onto the counter, to climb up in the cabinet, to get the lollipop she oh wanted? Oh, my God. Not Chuchi. <laughs> Don't do it, Chuchi. I'm like, I see her later on, and her mouth is all blue. I'm like, how the hell did your mouth get blue? She's like, I had a lollipop. Remember you said I could get it? I was like, no, I told you exactly. You cannot get it. You cannot get it. <laughs> she waited until I was working and figured out her own way to get what she wanted. That is yes. what people do. Yeah. They are self-serving and self-satisfying in every situation. So you think you're going to control them by threatening? You're not. That just shows that you're not really a good leader. And instead of being able to convince someone because they trust your decision-making and judgment, you have to impose authority. And then they just figure out 20 different ways to get around it. That's it. This is The Cure.